This podcast contains graphic and explicit content, as well as all of the spoilers a movie has to offer. Listener discretion is advised. Hi friends! Welcome back to So Here's the Problem With That, where we watch every sci-fi movie ever made and tell you what's wrong with their sci and their fi. My name is Emily, and I'm a movie fan. And my name is Neil, and I'm a PhD candidate in high-energy experiment. Neil! Emily! How are you? I'm... You know, I could, I've been <laughs> You've better. You've been better? I've been better. For those who didn't catch it in our final or last episode, Neil, do you have some news? Uh, yes. I broke my leg. You broke it good. I did break it pretty darn good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yep. But you're you're you said you're not in too much pain. I am I would honestly classify the amount of pain that I am in as none. Good. That so. is the way it's gonna be. That's the way it's gonna stay. God damn it. I hope so. I hope so. That's that's the hope. So other than that <laughs> Other than that, uh doing pretty good. I guess maybe the folks of the podcast may not know that I got a job. Yeah, you did. You're like a real I know. I, I got a real adult job. I'm I, so happy. I start very soon. Um, and uh, that'll be very exciting. Um, Wish him well on Instagram, at that Higgs underscore Higgs guy. At that underscore Higgs guy. Underscore guy. Damn it, underscore guy. Yeah. We'll get there. Well, it, it, one of these days. Mm. Um, and then... I was kind of hoping to to be Dr. Neural around the time of the new year. Dr. what? Dr. Neural? Neural. Oh, have you never heard me call myself Neural never. before? Oh, yeah. I really thought you were having a stroke. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. I don't know the signs. No. <laughs> no, okay. So that's, that's, a, that's a reference to... Um, a guy that I used to work with while I was in uh, while I was in college, mm. and we were Neural and Stove, the dynamic duo, <laughs> because his name was Steve, and so we just kind of mangled our names and had That's a adorable. had a good time, and then Neural just kind of like stuck and became like a like funny little nickname that a lot of my college friends sometimes call me. So That's adorable. Yeah. So, Doctor Neural is. Um, Sometimes what I refer to uh, postgraduate Neil as, mm-hmm. but, but the, unfortunately, the day is not yet. The day is not yet. It's not going to be this month. It's probably not going to be next month. It'll probably be February, I think. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And this episode's coming out in January, so hopefully so, soon. Yeah, soon. I mean, you know, no matter what, I I I am at the point where like I kind of told my advisor I was like, if you like I'm, I'm leaving for a job. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take off and I'm gonna go do the job, and then you're gonna have to fucking finish this because this is taking way too goddamn long, and I need to start moving on with the rest of my life. So yes. let's get this shit wrapped I mean, up. You've been working on this for a minute. Uh, yes, uh, I've been working on it for six and a half years. Yep. So it's time. Yeah. It's time. Time is he to really holding this up. It's not his fault, but like He's not I didn't helping. I'm yeah, I'm also like the only person working on this. And there's like one other person who kind of works on it, but he's like so goddamn busy that he just doesn't 
He doesn't have a whole lot of time to like do much. Yeah. And he does some of the like important managerial things. Like he said, so it's the postdoc that I work with, and he does a lot of the like communicating with people that I could not be bothered to fucking communicate with. <laughs> Um, which is really nice because like he has a lot of weight behind his name and is a good scientist and you know can get things done in that regard. Good. Um, but it's it's also very challenging for me because I do all of the technical stuff, like all of it. Yeah. Um, which is not bad. I mean, it was good. I I understand very much so like what is happening and how things work and what we're doing, but also like. It's been just me doing all the technical stuff for, like, years, yeah. kind of. So I'm kind of, like, done with this. Yeah. And uh, hoping I can just, you know, I've got most of my thesis done. I think it's going to end up somewhere around the, like, 175 to 200 pages mark, somewhere in there. Solid. Um, That's a good size novel. Yeah. It's also unusually long for a thesis like mine. Really? Yeah. Um, Look at you, overachiever. Oof. <laughs> where do you find the time truly i'm exhausted just thinking about it it yeah well i haven't worked on it in a while because i've had other things to do and also i my advisor is not reviewing my, my thesis right now i he has a chapter that he i've told him for i don't know three or four weeks now that he needs to review and three he three or four weeks oh yeah and he just isn't reviewing like he's got so many other papers that he's writing and he's so busy with other things that he's not he, he just doesn't have time to work on it and so i'm just kind of stuck here like well cool. i guess i'll work on maybe another chapter but also there's not a whole lot left for me to work on yeah other than there's one chapter that i'm not working on anymore because i haven't finished all of the stuff like i don't have all the stuff for that chapter yet mm -hmm. i have the introduction which is like fine but also kind of how the introduction gets laid out depends sort of on what we want to claim in the summary right um and then so i can write most of it but not all of it and then I have the summary left to write, but I can't write the summary until I have the actual results. Yeah. And we don't have the actual results yet. So I'm waiting on bits. I'm waiting on small bits from one chapter. I'm waiting on really big bits for the main, like, showstopper. And then I'm waiting on the main showstopper so that I can finish off the other two small little chapters that I have. So okay. I don't have a ton left to do. There's maybe, you know, some plots here and there right, that yeah. need cleaning up and tables that I could probably condense and whatnot. But, like, that's about it. Yeah. That's... There is not much more frustrating than literally just waiting and being beholden to someone else. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, God. It sucked. But I'm so proud of you for getting this new job. Thank you. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah. There. We're, we'll get there. We. You'll get there. I I'll get there eventually. To do with this. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll make it at some point. Yeah. So, we're we're right around the corner. But now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be making the big bucks instead of being a poor old grad student. Proud so, of you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Ooh. you. I'm doing a little dance, folks at home. You can't see it. You can't see the dance, dance, but it is a lovely little it's dance. Cute. Yep. So, uh, from that high note. Do we want to start talking about this piece of shit movie? <laughs> I guess we probably have to if we want to get this over with. I think with. we've stalled a 
as long as we can. As long as we're able to stall. Literally. Literally. Is... Every episode, we're just like, oh, could we talk about anything else? Can we do, can we, can we delay anything? Well, yeah. I mean, there were some good movies. Like, we did watch Interstellar recently. We did. But that's, again, off topic. Unfortunately, also, that's an anomaly in the sci-fi oh, movie genre. It really is. We we might have blown our load a little early on that one, because it was, it's, science-wise, I think, it, didn't we say it was the top? There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah, yeah. we're ever going to reach it, that height again. It was, I think, one of the best... Maybe ever. Like, it's in its own genre. Mm-hmm. But again, this is off topic. <laughs> it's off topic. Okay. Credits. We hear... Ground control to Major Tom. Excellent my, song. Thank you. Well, the song is great, but my impersonation also, spot on. No notes. I will accept none. <laughs> so we get videos of older space things older space walks from the 60s and and we're moving forward in time a little bit and we see in 2020 there's a sprawling space station larger than the iss i believe yeah almost positive looks bigger than the iss yeah she she rolled big and we see a bunch of different nations come on board and shake hands with i don't know whomever is in charge yep uh of this space station they're it's a joining place for people of all nations of Earth. And it keeps getting bigger. Flash forward to, I want to say, 2105, and aliens start boarding. So now this is a meeting ground for peoples of, of the entire solar system, maybe? We don't really know how big it is. Um, maybe it's the whole universe. There's Galaxy, no way to know. universe, yeah. whatever. Uh, the station keeps getting bigger. And the again, this is the first time I've said it, I think, this episode. It won't be the last. The visual effects and the designs are super fucking cool. Oh, they're very good. They are. They You can see every penny that they put into the visual de- effects. And the designs of the aliens are varied and interesting. They are not all They're humanoid. not all humanoid. Yeah. yeah, which I appreciate. Their xenobiology, there's the word, is interesting and varied. Um, and so There were cool. still maybe a little more humanoid-esque characters even in the even in the aliens that weren't themselves like humanoid a lot of them had like humanoid exoskeletons that they like got around in which i thought was there was a fish that was in a a, suit yeah that looked exactly like one of the suits from the fifth element actually yeah yeah or like um big daddy from bioshock yeah yeah very much so yeah with like human-like appendages and limbs attached to the suit right and like i think that's a little cop out ish but like you know they 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 did a lot better than every other movie we've seen that's fair that's super fair and i will say this opening scene because there are several opening scenes which we will get to but this opening scene i really enjoyed it It told a ton of story of the the formation of alpha as we come to know it the formation of this uh, um, space station and the joining of all these uh, races and um, ethnicities and aliens and humans and it told a great story with no dialogue just this fucking banger of a song Yep. and it was 
weirdly enough, one of the highlights of the film is it was very this good. opening scene. Yeah. And at, I don't remember what year it is, but at some point, Rutger Hauger, rest in peace, praise be to Lady Hawk, says he's, he's the president of Earth or something like that. I earnestly couldn't tell you. So much of this movie is so confusing. But he is important, and he says Alpha is getting too big, and uh, we need to send it out away. Right? We covered a little bit in our in our last episode. That is solid science. Where yeah, if a station got science. too big, it would have to go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would start dragging Earth out of its orbit and it would they would start orbiting around each other. Uh, which would fuck things up for Earth pretty drastically. So. Super wouldn't be good because no. we are in the Goldilocks zone and we want to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's good stuff. Um so yeah, oh, I will say though, did you notice the horrendous ADR on Rutger Hauger? No. Like it was breathtakingly bad. It was the first time I was like, oop, oop, this might not be this might not last. What does ADR stand for? Uh audio don't remember. Let's look it up. Uh automated dialogue replacement or mm. additional dialogue recording. So um you the actor speaks your lines on the set. And if there's, if it, the sound doesn't pick up for whatever reason, in a studio afterwards, you say the lines again, matching with the, the lip reading of the edit that was chosen. Got it. So sometimes it is seamless and you cannot tell. And sometimes it is this movie and you can't help but notice. Got it. Because the voice sound just does not match with anything. Yeah, where happening. they are yes. or, Yeah. Um, so, Alpha's going away. Great. Flash cut to a beach. Oh, is this where the plot begins, Emily, you ask? Nay, dear friend. Nay, it is not where the plot begins. Uh, a, a silver blue lady wakes up. She is an alien, she is gorgeous, and she is silver blue. And she is just so... There was something intensely frustrating about how... This is gonna sound terrible. Bear with me. There was something intensely frustrating about how happy she was. It was... Don't make that face. It was... Because it I was, will absolutely <laughs> make this face. What is wrong with you? Because there was something just so Pollyanna about her. Life is perfect and I sleep on a bed of jewels and I'm beautiful and my life is beautiful and I'm so happy. And it was just... It was too much. It was too much setting her up to be this perfect creature. Um, sure. And, and and that is that's a, a frustration that I kind of had with the rest of this race that we're about to but, meet. But nothing perfect ever lasts. Nothing perfect ever lasts. So guys, remember in the minisode when I said, I wonder what thematic material means. I hope it's genocide. Spoiler alert! It was definitely genocide. It was for sure genocide. Um, so I feel kind of bad, but I'm also a little proud of myself. We'll get to it. So this, she walks out onto the most beautiful beach you've ever seen in your life. Blue skies, white sands. There's people uh, fishing, doing doing things. And oh, but prior to this, she washes her face in pearls. This doesn't make any sense at the time, and it makes even less sense going forward, but I wanted to call it out because in the last episode I asked Neil, 
based on what we know about the pearls in just a minute here, what would happen if you washed your face with radium? Not great things. Bad things. She should be dead. I mean, she will be, but not yet. But that, not because of the pearls. I'm just frustrated. Sorry. So, she's out living her absolute goddamn best life. She has a tiny pet. A creature kind of looks like a miniature anteater with red scales. Kind of. With, like, really cartoony eyes. Yeah, kind of like um, a cross between an anteater and an armadillo. <laughs> like it's Super fucking cute. It's very cute. Can sit in probably the your two hands placed together. Is that uh, would... yeah. It's maybe... She, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not very large. It, no. You could hold it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's super cute and that's her best friend. So, her people are harvesting these pearls. They pull them up out of the ocean and wow, they're like, wow, that's really cool. That's, you can make necklaces out of that. Nay, nay. We come to find out these are fuel somehow. Is that a fucking John Pinay reference? I don't think so. Nay, nay, I say, nay, nay. I don't know who John Pinay is. Okay, I what? really thought you meant John Pinay, Ramsey. No. But that's not the case. Anyway, continue. Anyway, you threw off my groove. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. You've thrown off the emperor's groove. I'm sorry. <laughs> Perfect movie. No notes. <laughs> um, right. So they are. Going through, um, they're, 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 they, okay, I'm gonna back up just a minute. People who are harvesting these pearls out of the ocean, bring the them- The blue people. The blue people, these silver blue people. I, do we ever, the, the mole, mole? Mule. 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 The mule, we don't know who they are yet, but these silver blue people, uh, bring the pearls to a- I'm going to call it a palace, but it's not really. It's just like a big house in the center of town. And two people with extra adornment walk out. We assume these are the leaders of this tribe of people. Um, They pick out a pearl and they're like, this is the one. Give it to my daughter to be replicated, to be something. Um, They take this pearl, which is special for reasons unknown. They take it and they give it to our girlfriend, our um, main gal. And she feeds it to her pet, who then excretes pearls out of every, not orifice, like, it's not just shitting out pearls. It's coming out of the scales. It's, it's just leaving the body dozens, potentially a hundred pearls from this one. And he looks miserable the entire time. It is uncomfortable at best. And, and I feel bad for him. Agreed. That being said, the CG is breathtaking. Oh, it's very good. Throughout this whole scene, like, it so was very believable. Yes. Like, I, I did not feel as though I was, like, like, it was, like, almost Avatar level good. That is of, literally next words out of my mouth. Yeah, now. of, like, of, like, it is, I, I don't feel like this is a CG. I just feel like I'm watching something that is happening. Yep. Just, it happens to contain things that I've never seen before. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really well executed. Props to whatever 
multitude of, of CG houses of, of companies that, that built this. Yeah. Um, Taylor did, my husband did start singing the Jurassic Park theme song at one point because they had uh, creatures dragging pearls out of the ocean. And Sick. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of looks like the creatures from Galaxy Quest a little. I also wrote that down. Oh. Right? The little yeah. blue guys? Just a little bit. They're anyway. much taller, though. Oh, much taller. They've got to be eight feet tall. Yeah, I would bet they're closer to like seven. Seven, seven to eight, yeah. somewhere in there. I think that's good. Um, okay, so as she is, um, a- as her pet is excreting pearls into a tree stump full of water... <laughs> that some sort of receptacle that a, looks natural in origin a magical receptacle with a whirlpool in it that flushes the pearls i'm not i don't even care i'm not even going to finish that sentence don't, don't worry even about care it. doesn't matter because she looks to the side across the ocean and she sees uh, uh, a fireball enter the atmosphere, crash into the into the earth, and then more and more, and the sky is falling, and there's just chaos reigning, and her people are all together for some reason. They're all together, and they, as a group, kind of sneak up Scooby-Doo style to a ship, and... They all look into it, because they've never seen a horror movie. They all do this at the same time, but it all works out for them. And they sneak into this ship, and they're looking around, and everyone's dead. And nothing's happening. And it's uh, it's crazy. Then, then they see a big ship. Neil? Yeah. Neil? Yeah. <laughs> Neil? Yeah. In our previous episodes, uh-huh. several... I think I pointed out that there's a similar shaped ship that happens a lot in the Star Trek, the first Star Trek reboot. Uh-huh. Um, that ship looks an awful lot like the asteroid from Armageddon, looks an awful lot like the ship from um, Titan AE. They all look identical. And this ship that crashes onto this planet looks identical to does it yes i i don't know if i believe you you're wrong and that's fine okay yeah all right i see yep yep i'm right yeah you are they just they just have this tendency to be like a uh, bad guys uh long and spiny piney spiny things spiny piney, piney things exactly yeah. um and anyway i just wanted to point out that once again Maybe this needs its own theme song. It's the spiny, spiny spiny no, ship. No, 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 no. This doesn't need a this doesn't need a theme song. Fine, We've but got if enough. it happens one more time, no, no, no because I'm it has to. Because no, no, because it has to be a dedicated section of the show that we talk about. <laughs> it's just if it's just a thing that happens in a lot of these movies, you just you just just give it the middle on. finger and fucking be yeah. like, this is dumb. Be more original, and then move on with your life. Well, this is dumb. Be more original. Let's move on. Um, so this ship that looks an awful lot like the bad guy ship from Star Trek crashes onto Earth, and I, I'm we've definitely I've asked you this question before. Uh huh. But. I'm going to ask it in a different way this time. Uh-huh. How fast would people be dead if a ship that size 
crashed that fast into our planet, let's say. Okay, so the people on the ship or the people on the planet? On the planet. Um, people on the ship were red shirts. They signed up for this. Yeah, so the people on the ship, all fucking dead. 100% of them. None of them survived that. The people on the planet... So the first thing that happens is there's going to be, like, a huge, like, shockwave of the thing entering the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Because if it's falling out of orbit, it's probably going very fast to maintain its orbit in the first place. And then on top of that, now it's, like, crashing down into the planet. So it's probably... It's probably cruising. Um... And then that causes, like, a huge shockwave. And this ship is big enough that it would probably cause a really big shockwave to begin with. Would and you say it's about Imperial Cruiser size? Man, yeah, maybe, maybe even bigger, really? I would say. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. Imperial Cruisers are, like... Like, this thing looked like it was, like, you looked up in the sky during the day and you just fucking saw that... It yes. was like the size of like a small moon almost. Yeah. It looked huge. That's no moon. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so big shockwave. Big shockwave, like the ship immediately starts to like disintegrate and fall apart. It catches fire. It doesn't completely dissolve at all before it hits the ground. It hits the ground. Everything underneath it is probably just like immediately vaporized. It's a lot of mass to just, like, fall into one spot. It probably blows up pretty staggeringly because it's got a lot of, like, weapons and munitions and energy sources on board. Um, so it, it probably fucks things pretty up, uh, pretty badly, just in general. But then on the planet side, like... The first shockwave probably, depending on how big it is and how close you are to it, probably pops your eardrums, maybe even, like, knocks you over, like, has the potential to kill you if you're standing, like, too close to it. Um, or if you're standing near something that would break in a way that would hurt you, which, like we talked about in the Chelyabinsk, meteor mm -hmm. um the most of the of the injuries were actually caused by people standing next to windows yes. looking at the thing and then the shockwave hit and blew all the windows just inward causing a bunch of shattered glass to hit people and knocking people over and all that good stuff so that would have been pretty catastrophic uh, just as it was for people on the ground and then the ship would have hit the ground and how fast the like thing traveled like, how fast the shockwave and the explosion travel outward from this um, is unclear. Depends on a lot of things. Depends on the makeup of the atmosphere. Depends on how big the ship actually was. But, like, suffice it to say, the ship looked big enough that the shockwave would probably go all the way around the planet. Fuck things up pretty badly. Probably kill a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the other weird thing that happens is that... I guess we don't actually see it in this scene. Should I talk about it now or should we talk about it later? What are you talking about? The planet itself disintegrates. Oh, yeah. Should I talk about it now or should I talk about it later? Let's talk about it now because I'm going to forget later. Okay, so um, what we don't actually see happen in this scene is that all of the people who are standing, like inspecting the spaceship, 
get back inside the spaceship. They close and lock the door. Because they Fucking see... Fucking bullshit to begin with. Well, that door should never have worked. That ship should not have been spaceworthy. That ship absolutely should not have been spaceworthy because it crashed and everyone died. Yeah. But they close the door and to protect themselves from a giant fireball that is headed their way. Yeah, yeah. So they lock out the princess, who we learn is the princess later We on. don't know this at the time, but she is. It's somewhat apparent. She is like... Child of the head the people in yeah. the village. Okay, so um, she doesn't make it back in because she went to go check on her little pet. Was that why? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was the pet or she went to the the big house and I was like, but no one was there. I'm like, why isn't it? No, she there? went to go look for her pet. Okay. Um, and the pet which survived, right? Is that the pet? I don't know if that's the one that survived. Hard to say. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But um, what we didn't see is. Yeah, but what you didn't see is. All right, fireball comes. She dies. Sends out a like brainwave throughout the universe. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yes. Um. After the fireball hits, the entire planet like dissolves, like fractures apart, like gets shit on because like Titan AE style fractures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like very much so like the dredge like exploding earth style. Um and supposedly it's because of the type of energy weapon that was used to destroy oh, the big that ship. What it was? Yes. Okay. They used these quote unquote like fusion missiles or whatever they fucking called them. Um, they shot the ship out of orbit. It lands on the on the planet, and then because of the type of reaction that's happening, it like happens to the planet too. And then the planet fucking dissolves. Gotcha. All right, that's a whole lot of bullshit. I shouldn't have to explain why, but like it is. Yep. There are no things that do that. We've talked about this before. Go listen to the Dredge episode, maybe, if you want to hear about that. Yeah, no. It's also just a really fun episode. Um, my friend Hannah, who always texts me about the show, uh-huh, and uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. never watches the movie. Shout Hi, out to Hannah. Hannah. She said that she, so she's on a medical leave right now, so she's got a, a lot of free time, much like you do. And she rented all of the movies we have talked about. And I'm... So excited. Sick. I will report back on what she thinks. Hell and yeah. I'm very excited about it. I love you, Hannah. Okay. So, like we said, the princess doesn't make it. She turns into a blue flame and flies off into space. Grand. The movie... Makes how me long, so angry. How long do you think it's been since the movie started? Maybe half an hour? Mm, Maybe 20 minutes? 20, somewhere between like 20 minutes and half an hour. And none of this is, quote-unquote, the plot yet. We have not met our main characters. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. We have just seen, oh, here's how Alpha started. Oh, here's a weird race of people. Oh, they're all gone. Just, I'm just, there's too many opening scenes. Yep. This all could have been a flashback. This all, this could have been a dream sequence. Whatever. Neither here nor there. It kind of, well, maybe it is a dream sequence. Here's the thing, is that... As the fireball hits the camera, quote-unquote, Valerian wakes up, and we see the blue flame kind of pass over him real quick. And he's like, what? Okay. Where was it? Okay, okay. Right? I just want to say really quick, and I'm going to say it once, and I'm just going to say it once. The casting for Valerian was absolute 
garbage. The worst casting. It's maybe the worst casting I've ever seen. Okay, this character, if you read the comics, is supposed to be like a tall, muscular, suave man in his like mid to late, maybe let's say mid-20s to like mid-30s, somewhere yeah. in that range. Like special agent, secret yeah. detective, universal, self-assured, confident, like knows what he's doing. Instead, they've cast a child... Yeah, who so looks young. like he just crawled out of a basement where he's been playing video games for the last uh, seven weeks without a shower, haircut, shave, like it's just very pale, like no facial structure, like and no offense, no offense to this actor. I've seen him in other things, and he doesn't. Have you? Yeah, he was in. He was in the one of the earlier Spider-Man series. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, he does a pretty good job of being, like, an evil nerd. Story check them. Great, like, does a great job, actually, of being an evil nerd. He actually is not a bad actor in those movies. Um, he just cannot be the person that this role required. How they chose him will baffle me to the end of my days. Just floored, just... And, to be honest... The female lead that they chose, fine. And I really thought it was going to be the other way around because he was the actor. He's done this before and she was a model. This is her first thing that she's really done. And I was blown the fuck away by how bad he was and how not terrible she was. Yeah, she, she was actually fine. looked like a pretty good actor in comparison. Yeah. But... Being alongside him just made it look like two children. Oh my god. It was... And he... My husband said he sounds like a douchebag Keanu Reeves. Which is jarringly accurate. It's just like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. What? And and I, I'm gonna blame the direction for some of this because the... I'm assuming... I, maybe this is a gross assumption, but I'm assuming that the director said, okay... This is be very straight faced, and we're gonna have a lot of like sarcastic one one lines. Hey, what? I'm so clever, and I mean, it like, does not play. No, it does not land at all because the character has no fucking self confidence. Yeah, like all of the lines, like like a lot of the lines that this character had came off as very like. Hey, maybe you, as a woman, should not be hanging out with this person. Yes. Maybe ever. Yeah. Maybe get as much distance between this individual as you can. He's a dick. Because not only is he a dick, but he gives me really creepy vibes. A thousand times, yes. Just, just the creepiest vibes. And, like, unfortunately, almost all of those one-liners would have, like, landed really well and actually probably played off, and I might not even fucking have thought about him as much. If they had just picked an actor who was, like... Good. Self-confident. Yeah. Like, looked like they played the role. Yeah. Like, looked like the role is supposed to be. Like, well, and, it was just... Yeah. And it was very, uh, very frustrating. Like you said, he's a child. He looks yeah, yeah. so young. But one of the first lines of the film is, I've got nine years of fucking experience. And my husband's like, what... How old How did you is he? did you start when you were ten? Because yeah. you don't look a day over nineteen. No. Oh my god. It's and I'm gonna try real hard, like you said, to not bring this up again. But just know, he is he is the problem. 
Oh, big time. He is the worst part about this movie. And I feel like... And actually, in my opinion, ruins the entire movie. I would absolutely agree with that. If anyone else who had an ounce of charisma was put in there and any chemistry with the uh, uh, Cara Delevingne, who plays uh, Loreline, um, I don't think that those two like each other is the thing. No, They're supposed to have charisma and they don't. If anyone else had been in his role, I... feel like maybe it would have been fine but it's actively bad because of him yep yeah very much so all right so that out of the way he wakes up (laughs) let us let us yes let us just say the casting was very bad and now we will blame every other bad thing in the movie on the writing yes please continue oh my god this writing so um Valerian wakes up and he's like, well, that was a weird fucking dream. Um, because it is implied that he dreamed of everything seeing, that we just saw, seeing everything on the planet with the silvery blue people. Yes, that is that is what is implied, but not very well. Not well at all, actually. Um, but uh, uh, Loreline walks in and I will say so. And we're already starting on blaming the script because there is so much exposition in so little time i literally could not keep up it's also useless exposition and yeah it's nothing that would actually answer any questions like i have so many questions here that are just like what is your relationship how do you know each other what is happening here they're trying to have this banter back and forth and they're like wrestling on a table but it's not a table it's a it's a hologram of a cabana couch it's so baffling and and i don't know why they're in a hologram on a cabana couch i don't know why they're wrestling i don't know what they're saying to each other i have no idea what's happening um and that's throughout the film so much exposition fired off so fast i could not keep up and until about halfway through the movie, when they finally stop trying to explain things, and they're like, all right, you got it from here. Let's go on an adventure. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Why are we doing any of this? And they're like, well, we just told you. I'm like, no, you fucking didn't. Okay, I'm so sorry. That that went off the rails. But they wrestle on a couch, <laughs> and they're trying to explain who they are in the most baffling narcissistic terms um valerian like i said he he's saying oh i've got nine years of experience and i'm a super fucking hot shot you should really like me we should be together and she's like how about you fucking don't and i am here for that but then every 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 single line that they say to each other just made me want to die absolutely made me want to die so they're going on a mission we don't know who they are or what they're doing right now, but they're yep. going on a mission. Yep. And um, he he asks the computer while they're flying off on this mission. He says, "Can you scan my dreams for anything abnormal?" And they said that dream was sent to you by someone else. That's some pretty impressive programming on the computer's part. Yeah, I mean, if they were just yeah, because like they're effectively just like, "Hey, those brain waves, not your brain waves, someone else's brain waves." That's terrifying yeah very terrifying and then they fucking drop it they don't bring it up for another two hours never bring it up practically oh my god 
Um, so they meet up with a, uh, a I'm gonna say a, a military group. Yeah, I would I would say like a, a like mercenary a group? mercenary yeah. paramilitary group. And these guys are all in like camouflage and armor, and these two yahoos walk off the ship in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, and... Bermuda shorts and like. Uh, yeah, and they're know. like, we're gonna blend in with people. Like, what the fuck is happening? So, they go on a pretty cool school bus, magic school bus uh, ship. Yeah, I like the ships on this on this yeah, in these scenes. They were good. And they're going to I don't know how to describe it. It's they're, a bizarre. Yeah, they're going to what I will call an extra dimensional bazaar. Yes. And the way that you interface with the extra dimensional bazaar is that you put on a like VR headset. Like holographic interactive stuff. I have so many questions that we're going to need to parse out about this. Yeah. But before, just barely before this, as they're getting off the bus, he asks her to marry him. In earnest earnestness, he says, I love you and, and I want to, I don't know his exact words, but, and I, Neil, tell the people, what? He asked her to marry him. What is happening? What is their relationship? Who are you to each other? All caps. One yeah, sentence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also, it's it's very jarring because they go from, like, having this, like, teenage, like, best friend sexual tension to him just being like, hey, marry me. Yeah, but in not, like, a sweet way. No, and not, like, in a, a sweet way. In like a threatening way. In, like, a... Hey, you know that we need each other. Yeah. Like, let's get married. What? It's like really, what? really yeah. freaky and uncomfortable. She sa- she she doesn't say no, but she just like turns around and ignores him, which I get it. Um, so he goes into this market, and I can't figure out how offended I'm supposed to be by the guy who leads the team into or leads the group into the market. Quite. Quite is where I was going. Is yeah. wh- where I felt comfortable. It's like, oh, this is how uncomfortable I'm supposed to be with this. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, not great. But so, like we like we mentioned, it's a interdimensional bazaar, and you you put on these VR headsets and you see people just wandering out in the desert. I'm assuming having heat stroke because they're not drinking water. So is it is it VR or or like an AR thing? Or is it actually interdimensional because there's multiple layers, levels of this thing, but you are on sand. I don't understand, Neil. Okay, so let me let me break it down. Hit me. The bazaar has a physical location elsewhere in the universe, possibly even in an alternate dimension. Which is why there are, when you put the goggles on, fucking people in there. Like those those are real those real people who are living in that bazaar are like just there, but they're on the actual planet from somewhere else. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Gotcha. So where these people are is just a quote unquote safer way to access the bazaar for tourism. Mm. Because the bazaar is such a large and diverse place that if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and you just want tchotchkes, if you just showed up there probably would not be particularly safe for you. It is implied that this is not a particularly tourist-friendly area. 
However, with the use of the VR or AR goggles, you can go and enjoy the bazaar and get all your, you know, valuables and tchotchkes and whatever the hell you wanted to pick up, right? For whatever reason you're there. And then you can Somehow take them back with you and then yeah yeah, them? yeah yeah. So so it's it's just the idea that like there's a way to access this bazaar from this planet, but the bazaar is somewhere maybe very far away. Okay. So it is the bazaar is a physical location. They are projecting themselves into the physical location, collecting Where they whatever are they want. Semi physical. Where they are semi physical. Okay. Collecting whatever they want and then just leaving okay okay that makes more sense yes because i was very confused still a little confused but better we're 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 better Uh um so the mission that they're on someone has stolen something they need to get it back um so what valerian does is he puts on his headset with the rest of them and oh gosh what happens he like finds a contact the contact gives him a box that he puts his arm into, and part of him is in the other dimension, yep. where there's a gun, mm-hmm. and part of most of him is not. And then this contact scans him in such a way so he is invisible to the population of the bazaar. Does that sound right? Well, so what happens is that he, he puts his hand in the box with the gun... And then he puts on a headset so that he can see the bazaar, but he only puts his hand in, in the in the other dimension. Okay. So the rest of his body does not get into the other dimension because oh, there's nothing okay. that like put him in there. So he's just pretty much a walking hand with a gun at this point. Cool. Yeah. It's a weird fucking movie. Um, okay, so do, 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 there's so much up and down in this bazaar. Um, there's a bad guy. There, there is a bad guy. There is a bad guy. And he meets with two of the silver blue people that we saw in the beginning. Yep. And they say something to the effect of, "Do you have what we asked for?" And he says, "Yes, but it'll cost you." And they say, "That's not a problem. We've got this." And they help hold up a pearl, and. He's like, oh, that's exciting. I've never seen one in my lifetime. La, 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 la. We still don't know what the fuck it is. We still don't know what the fuck a pearl is. Now we know it's valuable somehow. How does he know what it is if he's never seen one? How did they get this off the planet if they've never seen a ship before? I think he's just seeing... I think he's just saying, I've never seen one in person. Yeah, but how... if If the blue people have never seen a ship before... How did they... They explain that later. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Not well. Not well. Because they all should have died. Yeah. Because the ship that they fucking rode off of that planet was destroyed. Yes. Not not seaworthy. Not spaceworthy. Not no. spacefaring. No. But, yeah. I don't know. I have more, I have more complaints. Don't you worry. Oh, I also have in massive uh, caps no one in this movie has inflection in their voice correct not a single fucking person um okay so that that oh they're looking for a converter that's what it was uh so they want a converter they're gonna trade this pearl for a converter the bad guy double crosses them everyone pulls out guns including dun, 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 
Valerian. He says he's a federal agent. Oh, good to know. We're 45 minutes into this film, and now we know what you do for a living. And he says he's taking the converter. And it it kind of felt like the in Inception, where if you die in the dream, you die in real life. That's kind of the vibe I got from this. Yeah. Where he's not in the bazaar, but he's kind of in the bazaar, where if this creature that was released and chasing him got him, he'd probably die. But we haven't gotten that far yet. We haven't gotten that far yet, but he's in the VR. But when you take off the headset, maybe you're safe. I don't fucking know. There's no rules. Doesn't matter. Um, okay, so they're trying to sneak out. He runs into trouble. So he is running away from this... I'm going to call it a dog, but that is not descriptive of what it is at all. But it's chasing him. And to get away from it, he slams his box arm into what apparently is a manhole cover in the desert. In the middle of the desert. I agree. So, I agree. This part, no fucking sense. No. Why is this here? Why is there an underground system in the fucking desert? Like, no explanation. This should not exist. No. Because if it's all in either VR or in another dimension, I assume you can go up and down using VR magic... You can go up and down in the levels of the bazaar. He Maybe. physically goes down, and he is physically in the bazaar going down in levels. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't matter. Um, bum, 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 bum. I have no idea how any of these physics work. Okay. I don't understand, and they keep changing the rules. That's very common. Yeah. yeah. They do that all the time in yeah. this movie. So somehow, I don't remember how, but he gets back to the surface... Uh, on a balloon? I don't remember. I actually don't know if we see how he gets back he up to the surface. He just appears back on the surface, and Loreline helps him get his arm unstuck from his dimension box. Uh, great. And there, they have this scene where he sees, in his VR headset, something is coming towards him. He's, like, trying to move out of its way, and she says, don't move. Why are you moving? She's, like, berating him. It's just this dumb monotone, and I hate everything, and that's fine. Um, okay. They get out of the desert. They're on the bus. They're headed back. But now a different, larger alien dog is chasing them. It's yep. the size of a bus, I would say. Yeah. Really it's taller bus. than a bus. Yeah. And it's real big, and it's chasing them. And uh, I said here... Uh, a giant alien's chasing them, but I can't tell if it's real or not. Immediate next line. Oh, it broke a wall. Must be real. Yes, it was. And real. that's that's the level of confusion that this movie generated. Yep, that's um, very accurate to <laughs> I think most of the movies. I see this thing. Is it real? I don't know. I have no idea. There's no way to know. Um, so the one of the military. So sorry. Back to the on uh, the bus. The military guys are you know gearing up for battle. They're like, do you have the object? They're like, yeah, we do. You know, great. Thank you for helping us, sir. I think I'm putting words in their mouth. I don't think they thanked these guys once. Nope. Um, one of the military guys is wearing Beats by Dre headphones. Love sorry. that. That was great. And this creature attacks the bus, rips the back of the bus open, starts just mauling these guys who are just doing their jobs. Yep. Just just trying to make ends meet. Yep. And everyone dies. Everyone dies. Except. For these fucking two assholes who get out without a scratch on them. 
And uh, Loreline says, oh, it ruined my dress. Fuck you. Yeah, literally everyone you were just working with was fucking mauled to death by an alien creature. And, and, and they had to call in their fucking ship because... So, so the bus they're riding on is just getting, like, torn apart. And yep. Valerian, like, calls to his ship and is like, Hey, ship, come pick us the fuck up. Like, we need to exit now. And the ship comes over and they hop on the ship and, like, just kind of skadoodle on out of there. Just Bye. leaving these people just to die. Yes. But... Which they all very much so did. Absolutely. There's no question. Not a single one of them made it out. Um, but the creature latches onto their ship and is... Pull up and up and up and as they're exiting the atmosphere, finally... Oh, they did the thing, Neil. They Neil, jumped. did you see? They did the I, thing. Yeah, I know. In atmosphere. I was and you trying can, not to think about it. You can hear Neil complain about this in our Titan Aggie episode. But in atmosphere, or within atmosphere, they jumped to hyperspeed? Uh, and to, yeah, to, to whatever, light speed, light hyperspeed, speed, fucking And they warp. exit the atmosphere very, very fast. And it knocks the creature off, but if this was real life, it would kill everyone on the planet because the atmosphere would be ionized? Plasmaized. I mean, it would be ionized. That is a correct term, but the entire atmosphere would become a plasma. Yeah, and that's not great. No. No. Again, check out our Titan A episodes for more info on that one because it was a doozy. There was baseball involved. There was baseball involved. So what a great... I, I think about that, honestly, pretty frequently <laughs> yeah. because of how I found that article, like, almost 10 years ago no now. Shit. Yeah, and I still think about it, like, regularly I love because it. of it's how so cool that, that was. It's... There's a couple other really cool ones that maybe I'll, I'll talk to you about some other time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they're safe, I guess. Um, they say that they're going to... Um, they're going to, I don't know, meet at their rendezvous site, which I think is Alpha. And it's 17 light years away. We'll be there in nine minutes, which, as Neil mentioned in our f- previous episode, would kill you. Yep. Kill you dead. Kill you dead. Yep. Kill you Provided right you dead. could even go 17 light years in nine minutes. If you could, you'd be dead. Yeah, I can't really think of a way to prevent the acceleration from killing everyone inside. Yeah. Unless you're doing something really funky like... Um, El Cubier drives, but maybe that's a topic for another time. That's it. I don't know what that word means, but I am interested. Yeah. Named after a South American physicist who invented them. Fucking A. Or just kind of invented the theory of them. I like that. I hope that comes up again. Okay, so Loreline pulls out the converter, and it's the weird little pet from... Or the same species as the weird little pet. I thought it was maybe the same one, but that doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's one of the weird little pets from the silver blue aliens homeworld. And she pops him into a microwave and says some high grade uranium and you'll be good as new. And that's weird. Yeah, that's fucked up actually. Yeah. Why do you have a microwave that does that? That's a great fucking question. <laughs> what other possible uses could that microwave Give. All, I have so many issues with this movie. <laughs> you look like it's giving you a migraine. It, it 
Damn near is. I'll tell you that much. Uh, I told you this earlier, but I, I watched this with my husband, and I thought he was going to have a meltdown. Just, like, absolute emotional breakdown of, what is happening? Why? What? I've never seen him react to a movie like this, and we watched some bad movies. Yeah. And this just about fucking broke him. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's just implicit for the plot, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense until you... Until you've sat there and thought about it for about a week. And then even then, it still doesn't make a ton of sense. It's tenuous at best. Yeah. Um, so, I forgot to mention this, but Valerian had also taken, in addition to the converter, he had taken the pearl that was on the table that was being traded. He took that pearl and he's having his um, ship analyze it. And it says, oh, this pearl is from this planet that was destroyed 30 years ago. And uh, to view this planet, you need a security clearance of five-star general or more. He's like, well, that's fucking Fucked weird. Up. Not not normal. Also, this raises so many questions I have about the timeline of this film, which maybe we'll, I'll wait until the end. But the timeline doesn't add up to me personally. But maybe it does. Who, who the fuck knows? He goes up to Loreline, and again, with no expression or intonation in his voice, he says he's going to marry her. Just flat out says, I'm gonna marry you. Fucking creepy. Anyway, so, they come up on Alpha, the city of a thousand planets. The computer... I'm sure they've been to Alpha before, but for exposition purposes, they say, um... They ask the computer to tell them about Alpha. So the computer goes on like a five-minute spiel about all the types of animals, all the types of of, um, aliens and and creatures that live in Alpha and the various uh, ways that they have modified it to be... uh, uh, livable for all these. They've got underwater portions. They've got air portions they've got human it's it's a lot of exposition in a very short amount of time i had a very small blurb on alpha which is which is that at first glance the structure is actually too big to house only 30 million people no shit yeah um and then i did a quick little think and the fact is that you have to have the biomes for all 3,000 some odd alien species that live there. Yeah. Because they're not all going to be able to breathe they can't. There. Yeah, they can't all breathe the same thing. So that's partially how I think they get around it being so goddamn big. Um, it's roughly the size of the largest city on Earth in terms of population. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it, so the largest city on Earth is uh, Chongqing, China. And it has a population of, I think, 32 million people. That's so many people. It's huge. Also, the, like, square footage, like, the the area of the city is, like, huge. Really? Yeah, it's it's massive. Um, and so the weird thing is that if there's over 3,000 species on, the plan- uh, on this station, that means there's only roughly, like, on average, 10,000 individuals of each species. That's not a ton. Which isn't a ton at all. That's, like... The size of a very small U.S. town. Yeah. Like, 
Like, I went to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and even that had 20,000 people. Yeah, the high school that I went to was in a, uh, was a suburb of a town that has a population of about 90,000. Yeah. And the suburb of that town that I went to high school in had a population of 8,000. So it was just slightly bigger than, like, where I went to high it's school. so small. Which is so small. Interesting. Because my graduating class size was, like, 140 people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so like I said, it's about, the, if for, for people in the Twin Cities area, it's about the size of Mendota Heights. Oh, that's where I live. Yep. Um, and they mentioned that the, the, the Alpha has 7% growth, uh, last year, which is, I mean, really good for a that's city of 30 good. million people. So. Yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah. It's, again, cool design. Like the, what we saw was neat. And well executed, it's vastly get or not vastly. It is rapidly getting uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Decreasing returns. Um, where yes, everything is cool and everything is well executed, but because everything is cool and well executed, it stops having the same punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of like it's all just sort of like fantastical, and I I like it. It did it stopped meaning as much. Exactly, exactly. Like and and. It kind of gets the... I kind of mentioned this a little bit in Ender's Game, where it's just CG gore. It is just so yeah. much CG that you can't really focus yeah. on anything. Um, so that's that's where we're headed. And we are not even halfway through this film yet. Like, not God. even close. And we've been recording for more than an hour. Yeah. So I'm going to try and make this quick. On the plus side, because there's no science in it, there's no science questions. Yeah, no more science questions. Right. So I just I might get have, to complain I might have now. one more science question at the very end, though. Oh, I have one thing to complain about. I have two things to complain about, actually, science-wise. Science-wise. Coming up? No, they're near the end of the movie. Perfect. Okay, so... So, we go to the human area, and there's even more exposition. God, there's so much fucking exposition in this movie it's it's absurd it's an absurd amount of exposition again not really telling you anything and they say it so fast you can't keep up anyway anyway every single member of the military is 20 years old they are all so young mm -hmm. they're so young that when clive owen comes onto the screen you're like who is this grandfather what are you doing here but he's he's 40? I, yeah. I, he's not that old. No. But, like, I love him so much. He He's doing some acting. He's trying to hold this film on his shoulders. He's giving it his all. He is. He has intonation. He has conflict written across his face. He was the only character in the movie that I had, I believe, the correct response to. Which was, wow, I really hate this guy. Yep. Not because the acting is bad, but because the acting is good. So good. And you understand. This character is supposed to be hated. Yes. And he's he's really good. I would say he is a, a bit of a shining light in this film. He's so... But even so, like... Ugh, never mind. So Clive Owen shows up. Um, and he's trying I can't I I won't lie I don't really know what happened here again they talk very fast but I, what I believe is he says there's 
a problem. There's a weapon missing. There's something wrong with Alpha? With the heart of Alpha? Great. Cool. We don't know what it is yet, but we know what it is, but we don't know that we know what it is. But he's he's all up in arms, and he's freaking the fuck out, and he's calling uh, a meeting of the council members of Alpha into the war room, and they're going to talk about this pressing issue that is endangering Alpha. He wants the converter with him, and Loreline is like, absolutely not. Nope, I'm not going to do that. And he says, okay. What? I mean, it turns out she's right, but, like, that's not the point. Also, this creature has not eaten. What does he eat? If you feed him something, he just replicates it. How can he sustain himself? Is it the uranium? I don't know. I don't know either. I have so many questions, Neil. Also, it's never explained why they want this creature. No. Not a single time. I think they want it because the blue people want it? No, they want it because it's the easiest way to replicate something quickly. So it's effectively a get-rich-quick scheme just for free. I wonder if he would make Earl Grey hot. Probably. Probably, right. It's probably burn its tongue. I but know, poor little guy. Maybe burn his little orify. Yeah. Uh, anywho, so they're going into the war room. Oh, but before they go to the war room, Clive Owen, super duper sketchy, he goes into a room and dum dum dum, we see one of the silver blue creatures is being tortured by a who is that Nazi doctor who was so terrible? Himmler? Uh, Dr. Mengele? Dr. Mengele, thank you. Yeah, Himmler. <laughs> Himmler was the other one. Um, he wasn't a doctor, he was just a bad person. But, um, there's a Dr. Mengele type doctor there who is torturing this creature who has not said anything he, he uh clive owen is told that he hasn't said anything i also have no idea what clive owen's name is like his character name don't know kind of don't care but um <laughs> i just realized i never wrote it down i didn't know Lorelai's name for most of the movie i just kept writing down kara i'll fix this later and then nice. i did um but they they don't know they haven't gotten any information out of this out of this guy but he's looking rough looking bad not great I I say guy I believe they're a fairly gender fluid species species so I don't know I, I I say guy in a very loose term don't at me but um. Okay, so Val and Loreline, they're supposed to protect uh, uh, Mr. Clive from whatever meeting he's going to. They're, they're going to keep the pet with them so they can protect him too. But um, Val goes in with... I'm going to say Val like we're friends, but uh, Valerian goes... He doesn't, he, doesn't reser- he doesn't deserve the respect. He doesn't deserve the respect of being friends. <laughs> uh, Valerian goes into the council room and he's keeping an eye on things and... Uh, Loreline is outside and she meets three talking platypus. Platypi. They're like, they're like, they're like platypus mixed with gargoyle. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have little wings and shit. Yeah. She calls them pigeons and they're like, the fuck is a pigeon? (laughs) I, that was, I think the funniest line in the whole goddamn movie. (laughs) She's like, get out of here, you fucking pigeons. And they're just like, oh, God, she calls us a pigeon. What's a pigeon? It's a pigeon. So they're they're weird, and they want to sell her information. They're like the ship 
So th- their role on the ship is like translators. Is but that what it is? Yeah, because they oh, okay. speak like 5,000 languages or something like that. Okay. Like their whole thing is like people usually get them around when they need translators, but also because people need them around when they're translators, they're just giga gossips. Just giga gossips. (laughs) Yes, they are. Um, She asks about this planet that that was destroyed. Mule. Mule was the planet. That's right, Mule was the planet. What are these creatures called? People of Mule. People of Mule. (laughs) People of Mule. Um, And they say, you gotta talk to this guy. And she goes, that guy is dead. I go, oh yeah, he was murdered a year ago. Very suspicious circumstances. Um, but he knows everything about this planet. You should talk to him. Like, what the fuck? What? Whatever. Um, so then they say that mercenaries are coming to get the pet. And these mercenaries are coming through the walls. And oh my gosh, it's the blue people. The blue people just kind of show up and shoot people with goo that hardens into a paste. Kind of. I was, I thought briefly about asking you about the possible physics of this ammunition. Thank you for not doing that because that's actually a chemistry question Uh, and I hate chemistry. Okay, well I won't ask you that. Oh, but that does remind me of, (laughs) you love it, it's great. Um, That reminds me of the the text I sent you that a friend of mine sent me after the mini-so dropped. Oh, yeah. And they go, uh, I can't wait to hear what Neil thinks about the physics of this movie because there sure isn't any chemistry. Wink, wink. Wink. Yeah, it's really funny, though. Wink. Chris, Chris, that was great. It's very funny. (laughs) Yeah, there is is very little There's anti-chemistry. It's a chemistry fucking vacuum. Hmm. In this menage. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Anyway, where are we? Oh, that's right. Okay, so uh, the blue people, they shoot goo. People are incapacitated and knocked out. I don't really understand what happened, but that's fine. No one's dead. That's the important part. They steal Clive Owen's body, thinking probably that he's got the converter pet. He does not. As we as we mentioned, um, Loreline does. But Val... Uh, Valerian is trying to chase them down and they do this thing which I really thought they would have had a bigger budget for because they spent but they clearly blew all the money on something else this is one of uh, I'm about to complain Grant then I'm gonna say something I really enjoyed even though the reason I enjoyed it is because it's really dumb they do the Farscape corridor thing where they run down the same corridor but it's shot at different angles to make it seem like a longer corridor or a different intersection and it makes me very happy. We've talked before about how much both of us enjoy the show Farscape, yeah. I believe. And if well, you, I've never seen it. Oh, you haven't? I no. thought you did. Well, I highly recommend it. Cool. It's a goddamn delight. What are you complaining about? Okay, so first of all, uh, in this scene, both both Valerian and Loreline are wearing like a, a, a suit or an armor that is like not like anybody else's armor. No. <clears throat> And it's actually not apparent that this is, like, power suit armor. Right. That it's a super strong exoskeleton. The way that you learn that it's a super strong exoskeleton power suit armor is that Valerian pulls the fucking, like, hood up on the thing, the mask comes down, and then he just starts running through fucking walls. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. 
And the issue that I have with this is that a ship of this size probably has a good amount of space in between the walls. I would hope so. That is dedicated to like... Insulation? Not even necessarily... Like at the edge of the ship, maybe some insulation. But like in the interior of the ship, it's probably some insulation, but also a lot of like venting, ductwork, pipes, like... Like, a lot of the, like, behind-the-scenes things that you need to make a thing like this work. Mm-hmm. And he just goes busting through wall after wall. He's, like, charging through, like, a people's biomes. At one point, he, like, bursts into an underwater area. Which means which all means of that water is draining Which means all of that water out. is draining into wherever the fuck he was. He bursts into an area that is, like... Uh, like a like a data center area, but it's the kind of area that probably needs to be fucking hermetically sealed, yep. or so else all, all the shit's gonna be damaged. Like I have so many issues with like the wanton destruction that he causes on this spaceship. Just to fuck, like why didn't he just follow them? These are the fucking questions. Like why didn't he just like he knew where they were? He was just like. What's the shortest way there after the, he had seen them turn a fucking corner? Yeah. And then he just was like, oh, I guess I'll just burst through all these walls. And then fucking Loreline's back in command, like, giving him, like, oh, turn left, turn right, look for port 18. He fucking... Port 81. Well, he, yeah, all right. He dives through port 81 because she's like, look for port 81. And then she realizes that the map is upside down. How has she been giving him directions how, the entire time? Yeah, how did that even fucking work if that, like, all of his directions should have been wrong? Yeah, yeah. It's so So upsetting. Dumb. Okay, it's... so so he bursts through all these walls chasing down the blue people. Yeah. And then he's just hanging out outside the fucking spaceship, like, in space in his power suit. So he calls the ship. He calls his ship. The ship comes and picks him up in, like... Half a second. Always oh, right the, there. How the fuck was it right the fuck there? It was probably docked on the other side of the goddamn yeah. space station. This is a big fucking station, as we mentioned. Okay, so we see the blue. We see the blue people's ship just like cruising away. He gets in his ship, and he just starts shooting at them. It's just willy nilly. In one of the largest metropolitan areas in fucking space. Yeah. There is absolutely no way he should have been given clearance. To shoot at people because of how much damage he would be causing the station itself oh, yeah. and the potential for civilian death. Oh, and he misses every shot. Oh, he doesn't hit him even once. No. Every no. one of those shots is errant and either fucking hitting the station or just like cruising off into like high traffic areas. Yeah. No, Taylor has the same. So upsetting. Same complaint. And this super, like the ship. That the blue people are flying is cool looking. I, I don't see a windshield or how it works, but it looks like a Jax almost. Like it's very seamless. Yeah, yeah. Super fucking cool looking. Very neat. It splits into a couple dozen smaller identical ships. Again, Not sure how that works. Don't know cool. how that works. And we never see it again. We never see this ship again. No. And then to, to follow them because it like, so it, it like takes a turn and then like, heads into the heart of the fucking space station and the ship that Valerian is piloting can't fucking get in there anymore. So he hops in like a one-man rocket craft and he just fucking 
fucking crotch rockets his way into the middle of Alpha. Yeah. And he just like like turn after turn, he's like still shooting at them, still missing. Still at one hitting point, everything else inside the ship. At one point, his genius brain was like, "Oh, this ship is outpacing me. You know what I should do?" I should hit it with a grappling hook. Obviously. So he puts a fucking grappling hook on it, and then every fucking turn that the ship takes, he just gets whipped into the side of the fucking corridor that they're flying down. It's fine. It's not like it's dangerous at all. Yeah, until eventually they hit a point where they've entered the heart of Alpha. The dead zone. Which is, strangely, a dead zone, where they claim you can't even breathe the air. It's so radiation-dense. And then his ship crashes. And then credits. That's the end of the and, movie. <laughs> well, and then and then and then and then the plot starts. And then, no, there is, no. It's not even the plot because there's all this these is all fucking the side side quests. Yeah, because now Loreline has to go on a side quest to figure out where Valerian is because yep. she's so distraught over the fact that her you toxic tell boyfriend, her. oh god, yes, yeah. no facial expression. No, of course not. But, but like toxic boyfriend is is down for the count. Yeah. So she's like, well, I got to go find toxic boy. It's my partner. I have to do it. Are you going to stand in my way, sir? Like, oh my god, calm the fuck down. Jesus. Um, Excuse my rant. No, that was good. That got through most of my notes in, in this section, so that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, Loreline uh, tells the guy in charge that she's going to go after him, after Valerian. He says, no, we're going to take you into custody. We can't lose both of you. She goes, oh, totally makes sense. Absolutely love that. How about I just beat the snot out of your guards? And then I go after him anyway. Yeah. She doesn't say that. She does that yeah, later. Correct. Um, I do need to take a moment here. Okay. To complain on behalf of all female kind. That when armor has... Armor does not need boob cups. No. I'm going to put that out there. Yep. Blanket statement. Um, when there are boob cups, it, it doesn't uh, add any protection. Nope. Any more protection. Um, Matter of fact, depending on how the boob cup is construction, constructed, it can actually worsen the integrity yes. of the suit. There's there's weak spots now, so you are in more danger. The boob cups on her armor are so large compared to her actual breasts, which we have seen in a bikini. And it really bothered me. I didn't even fucking notice. I couldn't help but notice. But yes, there there are boob cups and they are larger than her actual breasts. I'm like, why are we sexualizing this armor? Why can't she just be a fucking badass? <sighs> it's very frustrating. Anyway, I uh, just had to complain about that for a hot minute. Um, Loreline. Oh my God, you're right. Right. Yep. Look at those. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Nope. Nope. Does not add any protection. Nope. Whatsoever. So, just frustrating. It's fine. Just sexualizing a potential minor. Why are there children's costumes? I, I really don't know, but also that one has no boob cups. Good! She's seven! Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, right. So she knocks, she knocks the snot out of the guards. And she makes a deal with the platypus guys to get them to help her find Valerian. They bring her to an underwater cavern type thing. 
And a weird, I'm gonna call him generously, a weird guy pops up in a, in a boat and he takes her down to find a cerebral jellyfish, I think is what they're called. Yep. And they live in the blowhole of a giant Tyrannosaurus Rex underwater. It's yeah. Kind of, it can well, I mean, like, they actually look a lot like water bears if water bears were, like, you know... Huge. Huge. Fucking massive. And mammalian. And, and yeah. not, in fact, an insect. Right. Um, so they... They get, grab this cerebral jellyfish. We never see this guy again, but man, he was a character. I don't know what his name is. I We know nothing about him other than he drinks champagne. That's, yep. that's what we know about and him. And he, he goes fishing, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the platypus tell her that she has to put the jellyfish onto her head, over, down to her shoulders... For one minute. No more than a minute. Otherwise, your brain is going to melt or well, something. Well, it'll start eating your brain and your memories of this person. And that would not be great. So she's using this jellyfish to find out where Valerian is. Because when he's in the dead zone, their signals can't find him. They, I don't know, plot. Who knows? Um, so she puts the jellyfish on. There's a kind of funny line about it not being the jellyfish's mouth. That was entertaining. It was. I mean, that's... Was it entertaining? A little bit. I didn't find it entertaining. No. They tried to make a funny line. Yeah. But um, she puts it on. She. We see a lot of the scenes that we've already seen of her and Valerian together. And then we kind of see him knocked out in a place. And she sees a number on the door. And she's like, great. That's the place. It's... So much of this feels like it should be more important, but it's not. It's so Why is there this huge set piece just to find out this information? I don't know. Oh, also, we're about to have a fucking side quest that makes no goddamn sense. Which one? Is it the the red light district? Or is it the fucking food court? The food court. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Never comes up again. Anyway. The, I mean, the red light district, I understood why that... Exists? ...needed to happen. To find... We'll get there. Yeah. Um, so... But it's all irrelevant. None of it's fucking meaningful. No. None of this actually matters to the quote-unquote plot of this film, which is the story of the blue people. None of this matters. Um, they... She finds him. They go into the restricted area, which they can breathe fine. There doesn't appear to be any radiation. She finds him. He's knocked out. He, she, like, kind of shakes his shoulder. He's back to normal, totally fine, being a dick. Yeah, also, his fucking helmet was off, and he was breathing the air in this toxic, supposedly unlivable area. He's just fine. Totally fine. They also never bring up the fact, again, that this area is so radiation-dense. They do, because uh, people, when the military is coming in, they're like, what's the radiation reading on this? Oh, nothing? Well, that's weird. They bring it up just, just a couple times to be like, wait, why is this fine? So there's that. We never understood. No, no. And I absolutely missed that it was supposed to be irradiated. Didn't didn't catch that at all. Um, but anyway, so she finds him. She tries to have a touching moment with him. 
When he's just a dick. He's just again. a dick. He won't say thank you. He says, I would have done the same for you, like a dick. And then he says, I'm going to marry you. No, you're not, you fucking dick. Uh, so the not Clive Owen guy in charge, again, don't think I ever got his name. Uh, he finds the torture victim and he arrests the doctor in charge. So what we know from this is that it's been less than an hour since Clive Owen has been there. Cause he said, if he doesn't say anything in an hour, kill him, just get rid of him. So it's been less than an hour since all this happened, which seems very fast for all this information to, to be going on. So... Uh, Dr. Mangala has been, uh, arrested. The guy turns to the blue guy. He's like, I'm so sorry this is happening. Please let me help you get medical treatment. We will make this right. And the blue guy, I don't remember what he says. He says something and then he turns into the blue flame, which means he's dead. So, but he did it on his own terms. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully. Um... And da, 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 ba, ba, there, oh, and I wrote down here, big bold letters. There's still an hour left. What? There's so much movie. Um, oh, the victim says that we attack because we need something, and then he explodes into blue light. That's what he said. Then, da, 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 Loreline and Valerian, they're underground. They see these beautiful kind of glowing butterflies. That's really pretty. Um, and it turns out to be a fishing lure because, of course, it does. She gets touched by a butterfly and gets zipped up in a fishing lure. I don't fucking know. Um, and he goes to save her. So he jumps off a cliff instead of grabbing any of the butterflies that are immediately around him. And he gets pulled up by a fishing lure too. She's taken off in one direction. And then he kills a bunch of these aliens who are just fishing. And he goes off in a different direction towards Paradise Isle, which is the red light district of this place. Is the red light district in this restricted zone? Then they must have known that there's no radiation. I don't know. I don't know. It's not clear. It doesn't make any sense. None of this makes any sense. So he goes through the red light district, and again, the designs are super fucking cool. The variety of propositions that he is given is a goddamn delight. Did you catch Jessica Rabbit? I did. Jessica yeah, yeah, yeah. Rabbit is in this film. I sure, I sure she did. She was great, and I loved her. It was not lost on me, especially because I've seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit relatively recently. Oh, that's right, because Jill said you didn't like it. Yeah, I don't. You're wrong. It scares the shit out of me. Okay. Is it the shoe? The shoe's scary. Yeah, the, the shoe is scary. also the shoe is very scary. Yeah, and the red eyes. That's that part's freaked me out when I was a kid too. Yeah. So I get that, but. It's still a perfect movie. So. Fair. Anyway, Jessica Rabbit's in it. It's great. And it's the Bee Gees. We're, we're bounce along to the Bee Gees in 2020, or whatever fuck year it is. And I'm glad that they have stood the test of time. And then we see Ethan Hawke. Fucking God bless Ethan Hawke. He is having the time of his life playing this pimp character. He loves this. He's just, he's also acting, acting like a crazy person, but acting nonetheless. He's smiling. He's, he's great. And I really enjoyed him in this. Um, so he brings Valerian into this theater, let's call it, mm -hmm. with a couple chairs. And then there's the stage. And then, hey, there she is. There's Rihanna. 
looking fucking smoky. Hey, Rihanna. She's so fucking hot. And either she had talents I did not know about, or this is some of the best body doubling I have ever seen. It's very good body doubling. Seamless. I, it like, I was like, wait a second, is she? Because they, she they actually... might be wearing a mask of her face because the face looks so... Because I was watching, I'm like, Rihanna, are you doing this? She does this really amazing, not even striptease, because no clothing or anything comes off, but she changes costume and hair and persona, and there's sometimes she's got a chair, sometimes she's on the pole, and it's all different um, music inspirations, kind of. It's really, it's a neat scene. It's very cool. Yeah, and and she's a shapeshifter, is what we come to, come to find out. Um, and... Da, 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 da. So then she walks up to Valerian. She kind of uses her fingers to read his mind. I didn't know that was a part of this, but she reads his mind. She turns into Loreline. Then she turns into the president. Oh my God, we haven't even mentioned the fact that the president of the of, of, of the world, Earth, is the word I'm, I can't find, Earth, Herbie Hancock pops up. And every time I'm like, look at you, Herbie Hancock. Look at you doing this. Yeah. He also, did an okay job. He did fine. He did fine. He was not not much was asked of him and he delivered. Delivered. Just great. I I'm going way back. But Rutger Hauger was in this film for maybe 25 seconds. Maybe 25 seconds. And he got a starring title card. Yep. I love I love that. Anyway, neither here nor there. So um he uh, pushes her away and she turns into a blue blob of alienness. And he says, Go back to normal. So she turns into her blue blob and then he goes, Not that normal, the other one. And she turns into Rihanna. Fucking and may I just face. say, Fuck you, Valerian. That is her normal. That's not the one that you're most comfortable with, and that's not her problem. Oh my god, I was so. I was too angry about that. I was too angry. None of these characters are real. She's not a blue alien, but man, was I offended. Um, also, Rihanna did great. Honestly, yeah. she was she was fun to watch. Fantastic she, job. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. Valerian's a dickhead. Um, so, oh, she has a line that I wrote down. What good is freedom when you're an illegal immigrant far away from home? Like, why is the script trying to do this now? You haven't made any sort of political statement up until this. Now we're doing this? Now? Like, it's a beautiful sentiment. Should be stated. This is not the film. It's just not. You can't... It's just not. But no. it's, it's a nice... It's a very nice line. But, anyway. So, he says he's going to help her get free. He's going to take care of Ethan Hawke so he can't find her again. She can be free. She can go do whatever she wants. And I swear to God, he better but not be lying to her because she's great and I love her. And he's a dick. Anyway, uh, flash cut to Loreline. She's a prisoner, kind of. She's being dressed up by a creature in dresses. Don't know why they have these dresses, but... They have dresses. So she is in a beautiful white dress now with the largest hat that has ever been put to screen. Yes, the largest brim on a hat I've ever seen. She rolled big and it's absolutely 
fucking crazy. Anyway. Um, also, the hat where her head goes has no top. Sure does not have a top, and that is going to be important in, like, two minutes. Um, so, Va- Valerian, I keep wanting to call him Valerie. <laughs> Valerian! Why don't you come on over, Valerie? Um, Valerian ha- is, like, kind of hiding inside of Bubble, sorry, is the name of Rihanna's character. But she's a shapeshifter. She's shapeshifting around him, but they're kind of one. They both have control of the body, kind of. It's very confusing, but there's sneaking in. She's, um, there, or Bubble is, is shapeshifted into one of these creatures that has kidnapped, uh, Loreline, and they are handed a giant platter, and they walk in line down this giant hallway. There's, you know, maybe a hundred other guys about the same size, all holding food above their heads, and they're walking up to an emperor of some sort. He is trying the food, he's spitting it out, he is unhappy. So uh, he tries their food, spits it out, unhappy, they move along, and then they see this beautiful white dress walk by, and it's Loreline, and she's in the white dress, she's got the hat with no top on top of her head, and she's holding a giant lemon kind of thing, and the guy get the emperor gets very excited. He takes the lemon, he squeezes it on top of her head, and then gets out some shears. And he's going to cut the top of her head off. Uh, she tries to run away. Valerian takes over the body somehow, and um, and Valerian starts fighting everybody. Just kicking ass. Everyone is dead. He kills the emperor. Which my question is. Does this start an international incident? Because you have just assassinated a head of state, basically. It seems to me like... So this group of people, part of the reason that he needed to go find the changeling bubble to get in here is because they don't let in anybody else. They have their own sort of like independent territory inside the station and like a terse agreement with everyone else where like... They don't let anybody in. They don't let anybody out. It's just them. It seemed implied that people were just going to look the other way because a problem had been dealt with. Okay. I like that. Is that that good? No. Is that what happened? Probably. Probably. We we don't know. We We don't know. They never talk about these people again. No. No, they do not. Um, the, 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 the three of them, there's a lot of, also, I kind of complained about this in the fifth element too, where there is very serious moments and then snapshots of slapstick. Poorly timed. Poorly timed. It was poorly timed in the fifth element. It's poorly timed here. There's slapstick in this scene that just is not, is not good. No. Um, but the three of them, Bubble... Uh, Valerian and Loreline jump into a trash chute and they are hurled into wherever trash is collected. Um, there is a Triceratops skull that was in the trash chute that I thought was very... That was kind of funny. That was good. Um, Bubble is injured badly. And she... Her last fucking words... This fucking script is so bad. Her last words are, you t- especially take care of Loreline. Uh, take care of her um, because she's very important or something. And then she turns into dust and, and 
dies and just dies. And she's one of the only interesting characters in this entire movie. And she is now dead. And I am very upset. Um, and then Loreline doesn't say, I'm sorry. Like Valerian is, he's holding her body as she crumbles and he's trying to have an emotion about it. And Loreline says, we should go. It's, uh, we should not be here anymore. Doesn't say I'm sorry. Doesn't offer any anything. Condolences. Nothing. Doesn't take a moment to respect someone's passing. No. Nope. Doesn't. And then, odd directing choice, we watch them scramble over trash away for a while. Probably like 10 seconds. Like, why the fuck are we watching this? Too long. No Too more long. Than, no more than seven. No. No more than seven. And they definitely didn't need more than three or four. Sure did not. Um, so they come upon an abandoned corridor and they see a shiny wall, is what I'm going to choose to call it. One of the blue people comes out and they're like, hey, been waiting for you. You want to come inside? More or less. I'm, Have a little tea. Come on in. And so they go, they go in and holy cow, they're in a hangar of some sort. Um, and the whole population is there. Everyone that we saw get on that ship in the opening scene except the princess, is there. Um, the emperor, voiced by Kate Blanchett. I want to know why. She did great. Don't get me wrong. As soon as I heard that voice, I was like, uh, oh, I all I can hear is the uh, prologue of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> um, I can feel it in the earth. I can smell it in the air. <laughs> all I can hear. Uh, I was like, sing me a sweet, to sleep, sweet Galadriel. But I, I just want to know why they chose that. Not upset. I'm just curious about the logic. But there we have it. So she plays the emperor. Um, and the emperor says to Valerian that the princess chose him to guard her soul. Okay. A gross, dumb, bad choice. Yeah. Stupid. And then here's my issue with the timeline is that they were destroyed 30 years ago. Yeah. Has the... Ghost been flying around the entire time just waiting for him? He's been on well, he's been so, alive so, for twenty years. So it was a wave. Probably travels at the speed of light. Mule is probably very far away from wherever the fuck he was. So it probably took that thing, you know, thirty fucking years to even get to wherever Where he, he, was. he was, and then it found him and was like, mm -hmm. ah, this asshole. No one. You're who's going to protect me. Yeah. No one was better. Not a single other creature in 30 years of light travel. This guy. Fucking Vickis. Fucking Vickis. Um, anyway, so he's guarding her soul. Great. Uh, they say that the day that the sky fell, there was a war going on in space. The commander of that war ordered big fucking missiles to be shot into the enemy ship the uh, one that came crashing down. Um, they don't do a great job at hiding who the commander is. I think we can all guess. I knew who it was. I assume you know. I who also it was. knew exactly who it was. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I don't know if it's supposed to be a secret. It's hard to say. Anyway, um, when the ship fell down, it destroyed everything. Six million uh, uh, of their population were wiped out. Everyone except this group that was in. Um, their ship, in the ship thing. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Um, somehow, did the ship take off? 
Did the ship... Was that the only one left after the Earth was wiped out underneath him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. It's that, like, the planet, like, blew apart and the ship just, like, went with it. And then just, like, kind of drifted in space for a while. That's dumb. It's very dumb. Especially because, like, the ship was extremely damaged. And then what, what follows is them explaining how after 30 years, they went from being, uh, like... We offer special pearls to the planet so that it, like, takes care of us to, like, we're a very advanced spacefaring species because we had to learn how to do that in 30 years. Yeah, and now they know how to not only operate a spaceship, but run the computers and learn... All that there is to know. Yeah, they fucking... They fucking... Again, Pollyanna. They're too perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. that's all I had. Yep. Just and They figured out how to grow food in this ship. They figured out how to navigate. They figured out all these things. They figured out how perfect. to repair the ship with no supplies. Yep. Yep. <sighs> anyway, so they, they stowed away on Alpha... And they built a ship that could... And here's where I'm confused. Is this ship that they're building going to terraform? Is it a hologram? Because it looks like it's just a hologram inside this hangar. But maybe we'll get to this at you know the end. But I'm confused about what their goal is. Um, so they wake up Clive Owen and he tries to deny that he knew the planet was uh, populated when he ordered... Oh, yeah, Clive Owen killed everybody. That's that's the big reveal. Um, he tries to deny that he knew. And then he says, well, okay, I knew, but I we had to cover it up. Otherwise, we never would have financially recovered. And all I could think was the Tiger King episode where one of the uh, caretakers gets their arm ripped off. And he says, I will never financially recover from this. That's all I could think the entire time. If, he, if Clive Owen had a little eyebrow piercing, would have made all the difference. Um, but man, he is given emotion. He's sure acting his little Patunsky off. Trying to make us give a shit. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so Val knocks him out. Or Valerian knocks him out again. Even though they just woke him up. But that's fine. Um, they... Valerian and Loreline argue about whether to give the pearl to the blue silver creatures. They give him they give them the the converter, the little pet that they had. And then Valerian doesn't want to give them their pearl, their energy source. We find out that these pearls are of a store of incredible amounts of energy somehow. This okay, this scene is upsetting for a couple of reasons, which is that They've spent the entire time showing that Valerian, despite being an agent of the state, gives zero shits about the state. Yes. Or what the state has to say, or any of the directions that the state gives him. He does not give a flying fuck. And then suddenly in this scene, he's like, hey, but the state. Yeah, we shouldn't. It's it's property of... The military. I stole this for the state, so it belongs to the state now. Uh-uh. I can't give it up. That would be wrong. He's 
such an asshole. And also, the writing is terrible. Oh my Why God. would that... Like, there is so much about this movie that A, shouldn't have existed, and B, if the characters had even been remotely self-consistent, the movie would have taken 45 minutes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's so dumb. So, the two of them are arguing off to the side. Loreline says, this is why I could never marry you, because you don't understand what love is. And he goes, I do. I love you. I love you so much. You're my everything. Like, what the... What the fuck? Oh, but that's fine. Everything's fine. Um, he says, maybe just to prove her wrong, he says, fine, let's give it to them. She kisses him on the mouth, and he mansplains, thank you. They give the pearl to the emperor. The emperor's wife says thank you in their language. And this motherfucker says, that means thank you. Oh, does it? You don't fucking say, sir. Oh my God, he's such an asshole. Anyway, okay, so they give the pearl to the pet. The pet poops out a shit ton of pearls. They're gonna use this pearl, these pearls, to power their ship. Uh, the ship, all of a sudden, has is a hologram. They are now on a beach. They are now looking at a sky with a sun. And is that how you read this? What did you see when this happened? I shit you not, I turned, I, I, I really was not paying attention at this point in the movie. <laughs> you didn't make it all the way through. How I, dare you, sir? I, I, it was on and it played yeah. and I, I think I was in the room, mm -hmm. but I don't think that I, I had even remotely a grasp of what was happening. Yeah, that's fair. I, if My I had to guess... My edible had really kicked in yeah, right around now. Yeah. If I had to guess, I, I would have said it was, um... Probably they were just trying to, like, have a biome of their own on the sh on Alpha. But the ship exits. That's, um... Literally, yeah. the next sentence, the their little ship that they built inside of Alpha jettisons out. Um, I mean, not quite yet, but it will. It's going to jettison out and then, I don't know, fly around the universe forever. I, I don't know if they can it grow any food. The, it's not real no, the, dirt. The, like, the explanation of what they wanted and what they were achieving made... No fucking sense. No, they they not. didn't they didn't explain what was happening. No, they didn't explain why they were doing this. They didn't explain what their goal was. They were just like, we want the converter so we can put it back into our special toilet. <laughs> it really is. It's just, it's just a special toilet. toilet. And I don't. Again, there's no food. No, I can see. They so. just, their whole species, their whole existence is flushing pearls down a special toilet. Yeah. Yep. Um, and this is why I asked you, how long can someone live in a hologram? And Because I think that's just what they're going to do. They're just going to live in this virtual world. Eight minutes and then it's... I will personally kill them. <laughs> I accept. Um, okay, so... But this isn't the end of the film, Neil. 
There's so much more. I, I'm going to breeze through this because I have stopped caring. But there's soldiers outside of the shiny wall. They are confused as to why they can breathe and why there is uh, uh, no radiation. Yep. That's where that all came from. Yep. They are in communication with the guy in charge back at home base, who is not Clive Owens, and they said, should we fight? What's going on? Uh, they get Clive Owen on the radio, and they say, do you have anything to tell us? Because the guy in charge knows that Clive Owen definitely yeah, yeah, committed yeah. genocide. They fucking offer him a, like, a, like, a, a like, sweet a, out. if you tell us, we'll fucking... We'll figure something out. We'll figure it out. We won't try and kill you. Yeah. Like, it'll and probably end badly for you. Motherfucker. He, it's a good line, and he delivers it very well. Oh, yeah. And the character is a bad person. He says, a soldier will choose death over humiliation, and then screams something to the effect of, I didn't, I didn't do it, I didn't know, whatever. And then, there's cyborgs. I didn't even mention, there's cyborgs here, and they're, no, they're not cyborgs, they're they just, are full they're just animatronic. Fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... They're walking guns, and they Android. start. Sh- Thank you. Android was the word I was looking for. Uh, they start shooting everybody. Yeah, the they, soldiers, they belong to the Clive. blue people. They belong to Clive. Yes. And they and and Clive like dies. He doesn't die. Does he not die? He does not die. He That's gets punched out shame. again. He gets knocked out. He tells the androids to start shooting. The androids just start killing anybody and everybody who isn't Clive. The blue people must have been shot so much because they're standing in a line, arms outstretched outside of the shiny wall, looking at the soldiers. And they must have been shot so many times, I don't think anyone dies. We never oh, see them actually get they, hurt. I think they did. Did they? Yeah. I didn't see anything. I think they did. Okay. I believe you. I wasn't paying attention. But, <sighs> okay, so... The Valerian and um, Loreline, they're fucking, I don't know, sharpshooting everybody. They're saving the day as one is wont to do, but like in a really unrealistic way. Again, this kid does not look like he could run a mile. And he's hopping and jumping and saving things. I don't buy it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, Valerian and Loreline, they're helping outside the shiny wall. Then they jump back into the shiny wall as the um, ship, the blue people ship, just leaves. It starts its engines and it fucking leaves. And now there's a hole in Alpha that they never address. No one's getting vacuumed out. They leave Clive Owen wrapped up in roots. Don't know where the roots came from. It's like greenery. He's hanging from the ceiling, wiggling like a, a inchworm, screaming at people. And they're like, great, arrest that man on charges of genocide. And it's just weird. There's there's no airlock blowout. I can't sing my airlock blowout song, no, Neil. you can't. Bullshit. Uh, correct. Uh, anyway, so the mule... The mule? Doesn't matter. The blue people... Drop them off in the middle of space fucking somewhere. Oh, and this is this is where the rift in space-time happens. Where as they're leaving Alpha, a crack in space appears and they fly through it and oh, it closes. Oh, I remember this now. Yeah. It, I don't know what it is. But it's a, it's a rift in space. Yep. They fly through it. The blue people drop Valerian and uh, Loreline off in their own ship somehow. 
in the middle of nowhere, and they say, great, uh, someone will pick us up in two hours. What are we gonna do in the meantime? And wink, he proposes again. Third time's the charm. Or oh, fourth, I, I have no idea. I How think it's you... more like five at this oh point. It really makes me angry. Um, but, but he does it with a pearl. He's got a pearl this time. So be careful, because that could maybe light on fire. I don't fucking know. Um, and he says... He's trying so earnestly uh, to show her how much she means to him. And then he makes a joke about having her be on his playlist, which is a callback from the first scene that I didn't get then and I don't get now. And I don't want you to explain it to me. I don't care. Yeah, good. Um, and then they start making out and they're going to bone for two hours until someone comes to pick them up. And I guess they're going to get married. And the final shot is a picture is like pulling out of them boning and then in the corner it says to my father dot 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 and i should have looked it up before this but like is this a thing for lupuson's father i this is the first i've heard of it i read so many articles about this movie none of them mentioned his father but the credit song is a fucking banger end of movie we did it i'm exhausted <laughs> i'm emotionally fucking exhausted Neil, do you have any final thoughts? I think this might be definitively the worst movie we've watched. I would absolutely agree with that. This is way worse than Geostorm. <clears throat> and I think Geostorm was the worst one we have watched. Geostorm was just unrealistic. It had a plot that was followable. Yeah. And honestly, that made sense. And like... A certain brand of sense, but sense. Yeah, like, like, like it was, you know, someone flexing power and wanting to be powerful and yep. like sabotaging a thing to do it. Like, yep. great, that makes a lot of sense. I can follow that. I have no idea. I don't know what movie. happened in this movie. Mm -mm. It felt like a collage of nothing. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Taylor also had a, a good thing that he said uh, the fifth element was all story and all style and there wasn't a lot of um you know substance to it let me see if i can find it but this film is all um uh i'm gonna find it because he actually it was a really nice one the fifth element that's what it was Taylor said that the fifth element was no story. It was all personality and it was all aesthetic. And and the personalities all, for the most part, blended well together. Yeah. This film is all story. It is zero personality. There is yeah. nothing to differentiate any character from any other character. No. Yeah, and like, I read a little bit about like how... Because, like, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets is like a mash of like the first two... Yes like novels in the Valerian and Loreline like comic series. Yes. And out of 27 novels, it like it's so it just doesn't make any like I feel like they left too much on the cutting room floor and like cut too much out. But they and, left and so then, much useless stuff and in. And they left a bunch of pointless shit in and they like it just it didn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. So this was such a frustrating movie. Like I actually have a headache now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We're gonna wrap this up because real quick, Neil. Yeah. On a scale of 
one uh, little converter pets. One mule converter. To five mule converters. Where would you rank the science of this movie? <laughs> um, Are you going to kill one of these little pets? Like, come on. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I'll give it 0.75 mule converters. Okay. What did they get right? Um, the, the ships falling in the opening scene, good. Needing, like, slowly building up Alpha and then moving it away from Earth, good. Everything else? Everything else? Not so much. Really bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, And so, what would you say one meal converter to five meal converters the story how how did you like the film of this movie i'm not the film give, of this movie i'm gonna give it a point two. Oh shit okay okay i have to not leave, even i have to leave room for things that are worse but this is about as bad as it gets not even gonna give it a one star for the graphics for the design look look, look. it was visually spectacular but I was so, I was so distracted from the spectacle by the, by the confusion and anger that the film made me feel. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'll give it 0.5 because it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was stunning to look at. And I think that's its only redeeming quality. I think that is an accurate statement. It is its only redeeming quality. Uh, I will also... I'm going to give it one star. I'm I'm a little more generous, but... She real bad. I th- Again, I thought I was prepared for how bad of a film this was. And I was unprepared. Look, this was the kind of film... Like, like I love bad movies yes. when they're fun this was not fun because they don't take themselves too seriously they're a bad movie and they know they're low budget yeah or they're a bad movie and they know they're low budget but they tried to be high budget which is kind of funny because sometimes they take themselves pretty seriously this was a really high budget movie that fucked itself over yeah like this the script was awful the cast Really, just that one person really fucked it so hard. So Um, bad. But, so Neil. Yes. When people aren't listening to you have a mental breakdown on this podcast. Oh my God. Where can they find you? If you're not listening to me collapse (laughs) in on myself here like a dying star, (laughs) you can find me uh, playing an exciting bard on uh, a D&D live action podcast called Bad Rolls Out that I do with my friends. It's a wonderful time. We're uh, The campaign is is done, but there are about 60 episodes released right now. Um, uh, so we're moving into the end game. Now would be a great time. If you're ever interested in getting into it, now would be a great time to get into it because you'll catch up just as the series is probably wrapping up or getting to its climax. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's mostly where you can find me. And then also I am, uh, on Instagram. If 
you have any fun science questions or stupid science questions or not fun science <laughs> questions or any sort of science You're question, allowed to really. be earnest in your science questions. Yeah, send me a send me a DM. Uh, you can find me at that underscore Higgs underscore guy. H-I-G-G-S. And that's that's where I am. In the, in the social internet spaces. I love that. I am also on Instagram, but I don't check it. Please don't find me. I am on Twitter slightly more often. That is at that girly gal, all one word, all lowercase. You can find this show on Instagram and Twitter at sci-fi problem pod, S-C-I-F-I problem P. O-D. You can also email us your f- uh, funny, stupid, interesting science questions at here's the problem pod at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on Letterboxd. If you are a fan of movies like I am, come on, find me. I am at 2D Frudy, T U D Y F R U D Y. It's got our logo. It's a whole thing to change the name. I'm not going to do it right now. It's just not worth it. But you can still find us. We review all of the movies that we that we uh, go over here with the shit pewit hashtag, which is also on Instagram and Twitter. And brother Neil, each episode, yes. we make a request of our fellowship. Ah, uh, yes, we do. And dear brother Neil, can you please tell the folks at home why? Why we request that they rate, review, and subscribe on their favorite podcatcher? Uh, folks at home, it's not its not to stroke our egos. It's not to make us feel good, although it certainly will. It does. It's to please the ever-loving almighty algorithm. Praise be to the algorithm. Praise, praise the algorithm and all it represents. Yeah. And you don't have to you know, give a whole long review. You can just say, hey, the sky is purple today. Did you know that? And then send it off. And that counts. That's great. Tell that's us, good science, that's too. That's good science. And you should tell us what movie you want us to follow. Like, things like that. It doesn't matter what you put in there as long as you put something in. And it helps the algorithm, which means we get shown to more people. And then we get to have more friends. And we think that'd be super duper fun. So, Neil, it's been a long fucking uh, time talking about this horrendous movie. It sure has. Is there any final thoughts or anything you would like to say for the fine folks at home before we head out? <sighs> folks, enjoy your science. Bye!